Imagine building an organization that provides not just for you and your family, but for the families of hundreds more. A brand recognized as a leader in your field. Why is it that some leaders are able to inspire a team and have a profound impact on our world, while others attempt to beat their teams into submission through micromanagement and managers who, regardless of title, are not leaders, costing their business to lose great talents and resources through attrition and toxic culture, ultimately running a great brand right into the ground? There is something else at play here, and we want to know why. It's your brand. Protect it. Protect it from both the outside and inside of your organization. Welcome to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, alongside co-host David Morrow. We explore great leaders, great brands, and the reasons why they succeed. We also take a look at stories of toxic cultures and the fall of some iconic brands. We'll play brand trivia and interview some of the leading entrepreneurs in today's business world. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the episode, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, David Morrow. In the studio today is my illustrious co-host, Mark Mosher. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing well, David. How are you? Are you? Is today a good day for you, Mark? Every day is a good day. Every day, it's like a choice, isn't it? Yeah, the quality of your day is a choice, just like attitude is a choice, not that a result is, of circumstances. That is excellent. We are honored <laughs> today. As to, zen as I get. That is about as deep as a Dixie cup as you get. So that's good. <laughs> so also today in our studio is Kelly Baston. Kelly, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. Well, we're glad to have you here, too. You're really good at branding and and we want to hear your story, and we'll play a little brand culture trivia along the way. Um, and uh, and your name is Kelly Baston, and there's no relation to Carol Baskin from no, the, from the uh, yeah Tiger King. Right, and, right. Interest, interesting fact. Um, fun fact. She just announced yesterday that she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Kel- Kelly Baston is our guest. Yeah. It's going to be? No, You're I'm going to be on... She's not going to be on. You've probably held out. Hold out for more money. Like, hold <laughs> out for more money. They'll get you next season for twice the price. I bet. Right. I was going to say is I hope they put her in like a tiger stripe costume. That'll be <laughs> great. <laughs> That'll be excellent. That'll be great. And you know how mad he's going to be watching from jail. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to be throwing things at that TV. It's going to be crazy. So okay. So welcome, Kelly. So um, let's go ahead and start from the top. Tell us about kind of who you are, what you're doing right now, um, and we'll go from there. Okay. So um, right now I am working on my real estate career. I am based in the greater metropolitan area of Indianapolis. Most of my clients are on the north side of India. I just moved to the north side last week, actually. So. I'm having fun getting to know my neighborhood area a little bit better. Um, I also work for a startup. I get to make my own hours for that. Um, company is about two years old. We do commercial and industrial energy and construction materials. It's very glamorous. Um, I don't really talk about that a lot because it's not my passion like real estate is. Um, and I guess you guys just um, invited me here today because of my branding. I can tell you a little bit about how I got started with 
personal branding and my journey with that if that yeah that's exactly yeah absolutely so so first let's get the let's get the startup out of the way so yes. it's a startup that's in like construction industry basically or yeah. something like that okay and and it's a it's a decent job it's fine but it's not like inspiring right it's not where your passion is no it's not mine no <laughs> and that and that's perfectly fine that's perfectly fine okay so but you have found passion in real estate and then also in personal branding also yeah so tell us about that like tell us you know like walk us walk us through that and you said you were from the south side of indy like what part like greenwood or franklin east side of indianapolis east side of indianapolis okay east side all right and then You've moved up to uh, North Park, like Carmel area, Fishers, Westfield. Uh, we live just right outside of Fishers in the Geist area. So our neighborhood is part of our neighborhood is on the lake. Just we don't have a waterfront lot because uh, that's okay. You're still young. You can always hit that later. That's fine. We'll uh, use the neighbor's boat. No, that'll oh, be that's good. That's good. And for those outside of the Indianapolis area, Geist is the fancy. Part. It's the part where you have to lift your pinky when you drink a drink. <laughs> so uh, oh, it's actually beautiful. Like I actually absolutely love it there. So cool, very cool. So tell so tell tell us a little bit more. So whenever I decided to get into real estate, I decided I was going to set myself apart by branding myself digitally. Um, I feel like a lot of real estate agents, especially in the Indianapolis area, don't have a good online presence. And um, I already had somewhat of an online presence with my personal blog, um, Big Hair and Foodie Fair, shameless self-plug there. Mm -hmm. So I started that blog about, I don't know, five years ago, doing like food and fashion and just lifestyle, lifestyle type stuff. So it's big fair. Okay, time out. So it's big fair and we want to drive. Fair. We want to drive people to this blog. Yeah. So it is. Is is that is it a is it a website as well as like an Instagram name? So it's a website. Big fair and foodie fair dot com. It's big hair and big, foodie. Oh, I'm sorry. Of course, big yeah. hair. I don't have big hair, so that's why I'm asking. So it's big hair. Well, either right now, so. It's <laughs> But Once yeah, you also, it's hard to your Instagram, your Instagram was impressive. Like the yeah. food, the food shots you, you've taken, the the other shots that weren't selfies, they were actually looked completely professional. Like that was that's top, that's top shelf branding. Like that's really good. So, do you use special cameras when you do that? Does your fiance or somebody like take that? Do you have like a roving photographer like mark is my roving photographer he follows me everywhere. they don't look near he's outside as right as now as with like a telescope and a box of donuts just trying <laughs> to take images of me I, I i have got to order protection that he abides by but other than that no paparazzi for you yes yeah yes. right um i do have a dslr i also okay. have a canon g7x which is really good for doing like vlogging and videos yeah. i don't them very often just because I don't have time to edit the videos or the sure. good software to edit those myself. But that one's nice because you can fit it in your purse or your pocket. Yep. My DSLR is larger, so I have to be more selective where I take that with me. Um, but really what I find is if you take the time, you can take really great photos on your iPhone as well. Yeah. Um, 
just edit them beautifully make sure you've got pretty light and I have no shame if I am out somewhere and I want my picture taken I'll ask a stranger to take my picture that's great just make yeah. sure that they don't run off with your camera right. or your phone right I would I would encourage all the listeners to go and, and check out big hair and foodie fair because there's some great content the quality is outstanding and I'm actually getting hungry scrolling through this looking at it Hey everyone, the Brandology team has a special coming soon, and it's the rise and fall of an iconic international social media platform. At its peak, the website was valued at over $12 billion and had 75,000 new users every day. But within a few short years, it was liquidated and sold for pennies on the dollar. What went wrong? What caused this huge brand to fizzle? It was launched in 2004 and was acquired just a year later for over a half a billion dollars from Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation. In fact, for the next three years, it was the largest social media site in the world. In 2006, it surpassed Google as the most visited site in the United States. So where in the world is it? Why is your new band's music not on it? Why do you not have an account on it anymore? Why even is this ridiculous podcast not hosted on it? What happened? Come listen as we explore in this next series the rise and fall of the iconic social media platform, MySpace. Yeah, yeah we, I actually started that. So talking about branding and how your brand can evolve, I actually started it as a food blog because I like to cook. And um, food posts, like whenever you're making your, whenever you're doing your own recipes, you have to do a recipe card. You have, it, it's just so time consuming to build an actual recipe post. It's a and, lot. It's, it's yeah. absolutely a lot. And because then you have to style your food. You want a pretty picture of it. And then you got to edit it. You know, you have to, it's, it's just a whole process. I think a lot of people don't understand all the time and effort that goes into blogging, but I, um, had quite a few food posts going and then, you know, I always get nice compliments on like my outfit or shoes or I like your hair and makeup today or whatever. So once or twice I posted a photo of an outfit and I had, you know, you can track your analytics and I had right. like 300% more views and interactions with people. Wow. So so if this is what people are interested in, let's go with that. So then it kind of evolved into food and beauty and a little bit of fashion. And um, I also really like to be involved with the local scene. So I try really hard to work with local businesses. I like to cross promote with them. And that's kind of how my brand developed over time. And so it's, it's kind of fun because I'll go out somewhere in the city and somebody will come up to me and be like, I follow you on Instagram, you're a big hair and foodie fan. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, your Instagram, I don't know if you're able to even, your Instagram alone has like 18,000 followers. That's impressive. And that's just your Instagram. That's impressive. And that's just for big hair and foodie fair. Yeah, that's like my fun thing. I get to work with PR companies and local businesses. And yeah, that's great work. That's fantastic. And uh, you used to work at, back in the day, you used to work at Ruth Chris, as I understand. Yeah, actually, so, which I feel like that's kind of where it all began because I had so many regulars. That, I was a bartender. I had so many regulars that would come into the bar, and that's how 
my current boss for my other job, he right. actually came into the bar. So that's how I know him. A ton of my clients used to be regulars at the bar and it's sure. just like and working at a restaurant is a fabulous way to get to know your community and the business owners in your community and just really build relationships with those around you. Well, and, and it's 2020. So when you meet somebody in person, it's not stalkerish anymore for them to <laughs> find out what you're like digitally. Like that's how, like, because you might meet someone, you might be like, oh, they're really shy or they're, they seem like maybe they're a librarian or whatever. And then you look um, at them digitally and you're like, wow, they love skydiving. Like, or they love cycling and I love cycling. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's really not, you know, 15, 20 years ago when you like checking somebody out online might be stalkerish. Now it's more like, what do you like? What are your passions? You can find that out. It's almost like an encyclopedia on every one of us. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, put a couple of drinks in me and if I meet you somewhere, I'll be like, let's be friends on Facebook. <laughs> right. That's good, I don't think it's weird. Other people might, but. No, I mean, it's, no, it it's, it's actually the, yeah, it actually works. So that's great. And it's great for real estate too. Well, it's a great way to stay connected with people over time too. You know, you right. would meet once and then you never see them again. Well, now I meet you and I see your family and I see, oh, you might have this need for XYZ business. I'm going to refer a friend to you. I'm going to right. somehow stay in contact with you. you know, it's using no different than getting somebody's email address and checking in with them every mm -hmm. month about, hey, here's a new promotion we have, just in case you're interested. If not, don't worry about it, right? It's yep. that process. It's that social media process wrapped around it. Mark and I want to take a moment and thank everyone that listens and subscribes to our podcast. It means a lot. We're truly trying to make this one that we ourselves would find interesting and find entertaining. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for subjects, great brands that have risen and fallen, great case studies, or fantastic guests that you'd like to see, please reach out to us. Brandology Podcast Staff at gmail.com. That's Brandology Podcast Staff at gmail.com. I'm curious with the um, with the real estate piece, how is uh, how is this pandemic? How has that affected you? What did you have to change? It's crazy. It's the market is nuts. Um, I have every single offer that I have put in for buyers in the last three months has been a multiple offer situation. I had um, one that the home had 20 offers in on it. Mm -hmm. so, it's real estate is definitely still happening. There's like a shortage of listing, too many buyers, and it's just causing like this perfect storm. So it's great if you're in real estate, but you know, we're all trying to be careful. We're wearing masks, um, shoe covers. Uh, they have disclosure forms to sign. If you're entering somebody's, you know, personal home to try to keep everyone safe. But I mean, other than that, we had, you know, where everything was shut down for like a couple weeks, we were extra cautious and then after that it just blew up so that's good yeah because i was curious yeah like doing showings so yeah. you have to do like a check-in form and you, you got a mask oh, up yeah. and mm -hmm. your clients have to do that i just logistically it just seemed really hard yeah there's a, a disclosure form that a lot not everyone is requiring that you sign it but a lot of people have you sign it and basically just says 
I haven't had COVID in the last two weeks. I don't have it now. And if I get it in the next two weeks, I'll let you know. I haven't, you know, that type of thing. Right. That's about the way to handle any business situation, isn't it? Like, you know, don't have it now. Haven't had it in the last two weeks. And if I get it, I will let everybody know. Yeah. Right. Did you see anybody doing, and, and I think I saw this, not that I was in the market for a house, but I thought that some agents were doing like, open houses doing like virtual open houses, right? Where you go to the, is that a, was that a thing or still a thing? Yeah, which I don't understand why it wasn't a thing before. I mean, right. I'll walk through a house and do it on the video and it's yeah. kind of like an open house. I mean, a virtual open house is the same thing as a video, right? Right, I mean, so long as the video actually captures the whole room, right? Because there's certain video, I mean, I've always, my parents um we've always flipped houses we've always looked at real estate we've all my, my whole life was spent sunday mornings going to either church or brunch and then like looking at houses even though we weren't even moving but yet then we would fall in love with some town and wind up moving like that was just how i grew up and people thought we were crazy but we lived in great areas so it was really fun but now i there's a difference between just a virtual tour right where they just show you how big everything looks as opposed to a realtor being there communicating saying hey if you have questions dm me here direct message me here and here's everything and they open up the closet door they show you the closet they show you the bathroom they show you the commode they show you like all of the little details that you want to see if you were there physically and if you right. can do that and capture that on video i'd be looking like you can look at a million different houses without leaving your couch and also, I think most realtors, especially during this time, if a home is above a certain price point, they're getting professional video taken of it or they're Absolutely. doing something that's called a Matterport, which is basically like a 3D walkthrough tour. It's really cool. The camera. It's yeah. called a what? It's called Matterport. Matterport? Okay, and Matterport. Matterport, yeah. And the links for them, if it doesn't say Matterport, you might see them like on Zillow. Um, they'll say like my 3D tour. Right. Correct. It is, it'll show you like the dollhouse view of the house. So you and then it'll like turn 360, and you can click on which level you want to go in. You can see the rooms. Like there's um, all the walls are transparent. So that's kind of a really cool option. It's like Google's Street View, right? Kind it's like yeah, yeah the because then you can walk. You can click on something, and yeah. it'll bring you into that room. See, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. You see that if when. It, as a realtor or as a realtor broker, if you can capture that and master that, then you can hit so many more people, right? So many more houses, so many more people. And if I'm selling my house, um, I want that done for me, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean here's my question. As, as a realtor, how do you compete to other against other realtors when you're listing? Because so many realtors... They list it, MLS does it, they do some photos, and then it's luck, right? And if it doesn't sell, then they go and they 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 just move on to another realtor. And then there's some that make it happen. So what's the difference? What's that grit? What is that magic X? Well, let's pretend we're like talking all crappy houses aside, right? Yeah. <laughs> So basically we all have a very similar listing presentation when we're trying to get listings. Mm -hmm. Very lengthy, they can go over everything with you. I have a one page presentation. I put it in front of them and I say, look, 
Here's my one-page presentation. These are statistics on how many times people open their phone a day, how many times they look at social media, X, app X, app Y, app Z. So we're gonna sell your house using the internet. It's high, highly likely, not impossible, but that somebody's gonna see your house and drive by and want it. Now that does happen, but we're gonna sell your house on the internet, right? Because that's what everybody's looking at. So um, I run Google ads, I have Facebook ads, I make sure that we have beautiful photos, and I just, I do a lot of blasting on social platforms and it's um, really important, I think, to know the different algorithms and which platforms. So you'll pay for Google ads and Facebook ads for one of your clients. Yeah, so as a- That's a big deal, that's a big deal because some realtors will want to be cheap and they just want MLS to do it all. You can, you can get a great Facebook ad ran. Um, so I'm with Keller Williams and with the platform that we use at work is called Command and they will actually set up your Facebook ads for you, which um, whenever you run a real estate ad on Facebook, there are, there's a lot of red tape. It has to follow certain guidelines. Sure. Our platform sets it up where you just plug and play and it makes sure that everything you have in there fits within the guidelines for you so it's not a guessing game. And then it will track your leads for you as well, which is really cool. Um, so that's a nice little bonus for the agent. But yeah, you can see who's click, who's interested on your ad. So say I run an ad on 123 Main Street and I say this listing's now live, it's $200,000. I can see who's clicked on it and I can see their information and I can say, hey, Ricky Bobby, yeah. oh, you clicked on my ad, are you interested in the house? And that also helps you kind of build a reach. You just named like Mark and my favorite character. Really? Bobby character. <laughs> I didn't know what else. Yeah, right. we love Ricky Bobby. We love Ricky Bobby. We love Ricky. We're always on fire taking off our clothes, <laughs> running up and down. That's great. So, so, yeah. okay. so, and let me ask you this, what about so I migrated to Indianapolis from Ohio and um, for a job change promotion thing. So when we did that, we drove around different neighborhoods. What I loved was being able to see a neighborhood and a home that I liked and had that, they had the audio on there. So I could like, like the sign wasn't just Keller Williams or Century 21 or whatever, but they had like, you could call in, have the number, and then you could type in a number and then they would tell you everything about that house. The price, how many bedrooms, whether there was a new furnace in, things like that. Do you guys do that too? Or? I don't have any experience with that per se. I think it's more like people driving around with their satellite location on their phone with whatever app they're using. You know, on okay. Zillow, you can just right. drive and it pops up for you. Um, I don't think that I know any agents that use that feature or use the, the phone call. When was okay. this? Like well, for the listeners, I just showed my age and that is 94. So that is, uh, that's how old apparently I am. So, okay. So that's great. So, um, well, no, I'm telling this was two years ago. Okay. In the, in the Carmel, um, uh, Geist and Greenwood area. We wound up choosing Greenwood because we have offices down in Louisville, Kentucky, Columbus, Indiana, and Carmel. Um, but 
um, I really liked being able to drive by a house and be like, that's a beautiful home. This is a great area. Can we afford, like, are we even in the range or not? And we can hear five bedrooms, this, that. It's like a bazillion dollars. And we're like, okay, this is a great area. Let's keep driving, right? And like, and you would know to just keep, keep, keep moving on to the more affordable areas. Or we could say, hey, that is in our range. Wow, this is exciting. And then we could look at other homes and we could get online then and find them. I just didn't know if that was tied to anything digitally as well, whether there's any connection. I have had zero experience with that and I haven't seen one of those in the, I haven't come across one personally this year. Wow, okay. All right, and that was two years okay. ago. That was in uh, 20, 2018. Yeah, we moved in 2018. Yeah, that's cool. All right, good. I've seen some agents put like a QR code on their signs. Yeah, um, that's kind of what it was. That's kind of what it was. So, you know, a QR sign will take you to a digital address, most likely their website or a landing page. The thing about a QR code is you'd have to um, code it to go directly to probably your website and then you'd have to change out your listings that way. Otherwise, your QR code wouldn't match each individual. All right. Yep. yep. Interesting. I'm curious, how did uh, how did you get started into real estate? What Was there something that drove you to do it? Was it a passion? Was it an event? Um, well, it's kind of a funny story. I was telling David earlier, so um, my boss for the my sales job, um, you know, for any startup company, it's really hard to be able to project what you're going to be able to pay your employees. And so we started out and I was like, hey, you know, this isn't what we thought I was going to be making. Like, I'm struggling a little bit. And he was like, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Why don't you get your real estate license? And I was like, um, are you firing me? Like, I... <laughs> are you inspiring uh, me or firing Yeah, I was really confused um, about the thought process there. But then he went on to say, he's like, well, my mom's in real estate. Um, you know, she works for Keller Williams. She could be your sponsor. I think you'd be really great at it. You're super personable and really outgoing. And so I was like thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll look into it. And so I was like, sure. I, cause I can do both things at once. And you know, now my goal is, um, I'd like to, Hey Steve, I'd like to quit my sales job, um, probably next spring. Um, but we just, we just bought a new house, so we've got a lot of projects, so it's nice to have a little bit of a cushion, but yeah, so i that's how I got into real estate, and I decided that I am loving it, and I want to grow, and this is gonna be my career, and now it's my thing. Now, the risk in sales is, uh, the risk in real estate sales is it's commission only, right? Yes. So, And so when you're starting out, and you have to take on somebody, that's kind of the risk that home sellers have right they find somebody they want to help them out and yet when they're starting out they know they don't have a lot of money and so are they really going to spend a lot in our marketing to to get us our house sold and so you see the investment you're like i can make x amount of commission i'm going to spend at least x percent of that in marketing to make it happen and that is really that risk reward is is really a key part of branding it's a key part of value to people absolutely and i mean like 
I've had one house that was no matter how much you market the house itself, it was a, an investment property. Like that's mm -hmm. not, it's not going to look good in photos. So what I really tried to do with that one was market the neighborhood. Right. The neighborhood is hot. You know, you want to say it has all these amenities. It's close to the brand new YMCA. It's got this restaurant right down the street was um, top five in the U.S. for brunch spots, you know, that kind of thing. So and That's smart because we don't know who the buyer is going to be. The buyer could come in, level the whole thing. They just want the land. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, it was an investment yeah. property, so that right. was that's very likely to happen. But it's, yeah. you just have to change your strategy depending on what your subject property is. That's very cool. That's very cool. Okay, well, I think it's time that we do a little brand culture trivia. So we're going to do the intro right now. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to Brand Culture Trivia, where the points don't matter, but the brand does. In this segment, we play a trivia game against our guest. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, along with my co-host, David Morrow. David, tell us about the rules and the awesome prizes. Absolutely. The rules are as follows. You get to guess as fast as you can. You get as many answers as you want, and the first one to give the right answer wins a point. The first contestant to three points wins the game. What do you get if you win? Glad you asked. You get 14,684 Brandology bucks. That what is, is that worth? Those are absolutely worthless. But we might send you a sticker for playing. So let's get started with brand culture trivia. David, why don't you spin the wheel of trivia and see what our first question is? All right, here I go. It is a heavy, heavy wheel. Okay, that was a great intro. I got to tell you, this. it was fantastic. I don't know about that. So let's go to. Uh, we know the rules. The rules are: guess as many uh, answers as you want. Do it as fast as you can. The first one to get three points wins all of the Brandology bucks. And let Can me just tell you. Pardon? You just shout our answer out. Oh yeah, just yeah. shout it out. Oh yeah, just shout it out. All right. So, okay, what company or brand or product name was this company that used this slogan? What brand, what product was using this slogan? This is question one. The best a man can get. Wendy's? What? Wendy's? Wendy's? Like, some kind of aftershave company? Close. Keep going. Ultra Keep Spice. shouting out. Keep Ultra shouting Spice. out. Nope. A best a man can get. Um, Old Spice. It's Old Spice. No, she just said Old Spice. The answer was wrong. Barbasol. No. Barbasol. Nobody in our audience is 110 years old. <laughs> nobody knows what Barbasol is except for Mark. Yeah, this, other than me. This tagline was something from like the 80s it, yeah. it is the best a man can get is it's pretty old i think it's on our recent ones but it's the best a man can get i'm gonna give you guys a couple more seconds and then i'm gonna have to call it i'm gonna have to put it up on the shelf i give up when, what give up. can we both pass and get a new one yes yeah, I'm, I'm with okay. kelly on this all right i'm gonna hold that one 
That's going to increase our brandology bucks to like 16,000 brandology bucks. And that's coming out of your pay month. Oh. All right. Let's do this one. Uh, there are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's... MasterCard! Not. Wow. Oh. Look at that. She yeah, knows her credit cards. I that is solid. What, what, what were you going to say? Wheaties, Mark? What were you going to say? Cheerios, actually. Cheerios. There are some things money can't buy, but for everything else, there's Cheerios. Cheerios. That's my business partner, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's what COVID has done to us. Cheerios cures everything. All right. Oh, wow. Holy cow. All right. Let's keep going. Um, Here's a good one. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's... Holy Whoa. crap. Okay, Whoa. that is two to zero. TV? She didn't even let me finish. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Wow. That was impressive, Kelly. That was a great job. That was good. So it is two nothing. This is the part of brand culture trivia in which I point out basic math to Mark. And I mentioned... If you had 10,000 times as many points as you have now, she'd still be beating you. So let's keep focused, okay? I want you to at least get one. All right. All right. Here we go. Think outside the bun. Taco Bell's think outside the bun. Oh, my God. She did it, and she won. That is phenomenal. Think outside the bun. That's not even in her generation, and you lost. That's terrible. Dude, that's... Oh, my God. I guess I need to watch more TV. You need to watch more TV. I need to watch more TV. Oh, my God. I don't God. see any of these things on Nickelodeon. I'm sorry. On Nickelodeon, yeah. That could and I be watch it religiously, and I see none of these I believe things. you do. Well, congratulations, Kelly. You are the winner of 16,586... Let me talk to the accountant, Sam. 87 Brandology books. Oh, so good. those are really exciting. That'll help you in Geist. Because the okay. Geist area, they value our Brandology books. <laughs> yeah, Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. When we're on the boat, we are just flinging those Brandology books all Save over. Save them for a rainy day. Yeah. Absolutely. So Buy some Taco Bell and Maybelline products with them. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so let, let's keep going with our uh, with our interview. Um, let me ask you what what are some of the what are some of the the key things that inspired you when you were younger? Like when you grew up, where first of all, where where did you grow up? Like where what type of environment did you grow up? Um, small suburban town. I'm actually from New Palestine on the east side. Okay. All right, we know where that is. Okay. Across the street from a cornfield. Okay. Um, gosh, this one's tough. I don't like have a childhood hero or anything like that. Yeah, it's I mean, were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did did um, what what did your parents do? Like what what like were they school teachers or 
factory workers or salespeople or? Um, my dad was a CPA and my mom worked at Lily. So, you know, okay. um, both my parents always worked. I guess, okay, here's kind of an answer to your question. My mom's always been like super feminist, like, girls, you don't need a man and make sure there you go. To a good job. So I feel like um, I work two jobs right now. Like if I want something, I pay for it myself. Try not to rely on anybody else. You know, I feel like I'm pretty independent. So um, yeah, my mom always made sure that me and my sister um, were part of the girl power crew. Well, and that's what we're trying to tap into. Like what's the factor? What's that X factor? What is it that drives you? And so you had a strong mom that taught you don't be dependent on a man, right? And to do things yourself. And what did she do for Lily? What did she, she work for Lily her most of the majority yeah. of her life? She did. I think she worked there for maybe over 30 years. But wow. um, yeah, she just wow. worked at IT. Wow. So that is, and that's hard work. So that's, that's, see, that's what we're, that's what we're tapping into. So you were instilled with that work ethic. I guess so. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way, but. That's why we're here. Now that we're re-examining my upbringing and. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I mean, and honestly, I mean, podcast. like, <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of degrees and not one of them is in psychology. And yet all I do is like psychoanalyze people. Yeah. So that is really cool. So that is. That's that's your driver. That she is your driver, or that model is your driver, right? That that drive for independence because it brings security, right? Meaning it bring it brings freedom, and that's what our whole country is founded on. And so there's ties to all of that. I also feel like part of my driver is that, that I'm competitive and... Oh, I see that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so you, you just kicked Mark's ass in that game. So <laughs> I saw that coming. Yeah. yeah. I had no... Uh, if, we, if, we were, or if we were betting, one of the guys Mark and I uh, work with is Brendan Walensky, and he's a huge better in like sports betting. He would never bet on Mark on that, especially after meeting you. So it's okay. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Don't don't feel bad. He brings it on himself. I Mark, think. I bet you're great at other things. Thank he you. is. He's a phenomenal golfer, apparently. So My mom says it's because I ate a lot of paint chips as a child. Yes, <laughs> a lot of paint chips. <laughs> a lot of paint chips down in Louisville. It's those Louisville paint chips. Right. That wasn't on your resume. I should, no, you I should add that on your LinkedIn. Off. You know, consumer of many paint you, chips. What, what is um. Because you, it sounds like you're really you're you're hitting your stride here with real estate and your personal branding and everything. What's what's the future look like? What's next? What are you, what's your vision? Um, I'm kind of having some growing pains right now. So I actually just this week I I helped another agent sign on at our office recently, and I reached out to her and I was like, you kind of want to be my assistant because I can't get everything done. So as of earlier this week, I hired somebody to take on some of my, you know, uh, my paperwork and my office. That's work. exciting. So, I mean, it's just right now, it's just about 10 hours a week, but I feel like it's going to be so helpful, um, to relieve some of that workload. So I'm hoping maybe by this time next year, I can have my own team. I'd love to quit my sales job. Um, 
you know, I was, I was able to pay off all my credit card debt earlier this year. We bought a new house. So I feel like, um, financial freedom is really big for me and this job is going to allow me to do that. So yeah. That's great. That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, as we kind of wind down here and uh, there's always a couple questions at the end we like to ask, and I like it. And I know the listeners, we get a lot of positive feedback because of the diversity of answers. But I always like to ask, you know, when you were little, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I went through a lot of different um, spells. I, at one time, I wanted to be an architect, which I still think uh. would be a cool job. Um, and then I wanted to do medical sales. Okay. <laughs> But I would, I'll tell you guys, this is kind of a fun fact because something I've always like always wanted to do and I still want to do it as I've grown up, like my dream job would be to do cartoon voiceovers. Awesome. That is great. Like what type, what type of cartoon? Like Mickey Mouse or like Archer and Bob's Burgers? Like which one? Any of it. Like I, that's like one of my quirks and bless my fiance because I talk in weird voices, like talk to myself all the time. <laughs> characters that I do and he just like you know pretends I'm not doing it so it's like I don't actually feel weird even though he probably secretly thinks I am so, <laughs> yeah so just all the time I'm talking in like different little voices that's awesome. that's great that's great let me ask you this um, where's the place that you've traveled to that was the most interesting um, my favorite is probably France. I've been a couple of times. My sister's a French professor. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, she um, left me with some trips to France and it was really cool. You know, it's, um, I want to say it's culture shock. It's more, not necessarily culture shock, but the language barrier difference. You know, I'm not fluent in French by any means. But um, that was really cool. So I hope to travel more outside of the country now that I'm uh, making a little more money, paying student loans down. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's fantastic. So, uh, well, thank you so much for being on. I mean, we, we learned a lot. Um, that is great drive and motivation and inspiration that you've shared. And uh, we promise you this won't be our last conversation. That's well, for sure. Thanks for having Absolutely. me, guys. This is fun. Yes, That's thank you. Great. I, want a, I want a rematch. <laughs> get, get ready. All right. <laughs> you will get that. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, have a great day, and we will uh, send this out and share it to everybody. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate it. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening. 